we're here. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another edition of PNC Progression Wrestling Podcast. I'm Elio Canella along with Ben Pierce. Ben, how's it going? <laughs> very, very good, man. It's, it's Friday, which means I'm very, very happy. Yep. And uh, we, we got a lot to talk about today. Oh, that we do. Big weekend coming up, so I'm excited to jump into this. Yeah, so we, we're going to do our rundown of uh, Raw, um, SmackDown, NXT, and then we will end the show with our predictions for tomorrow night's Super Showdown from Melbourne, Australia. Okay. So. So let's kick things off with uh, Monday Night Raw and Monday Night Raw. This week came to us from the Key Arena in Seattle, Washington, and we open up with a segment, an in-ring segment, with Charlie Caruso introducing Dean Ambrose, who comes out for an interview. And Charlie asks Dean Ambrose what's going through his mind, if he's thought about leaving the Shield, and where his head's at. As of late. Then we get Constable Corbin again coming out and he gives Dean Ambrose four options, no three options, sorry. Option one, he can face Seth Rollins for the Intercontinental Championship. Option two, he can face Roman Reigns for the Universal Championship. Or option three, he can face Braun Strowman. And then Dean Ambrose introduces option four, which is him versus Baron Corbin right now. To which Corbin says he'll make the decision for him, and tonight Ambrose will face Braun Strowman in the opening match. And first, I have to say, we've said this week in and week out, Baron Corbin, there's too much of him on TV, and... Wow. They've, yeah. they've yeah. just turned him into a joke with this gimmick they've given him. Yeah. I mean, it's, um, it's horrendous, really. Um, you know, and it really surprises me that it's that horrendous because it's just, he's such a talented guy, but, um, mm-hmm. I, I think it's just, it's really overkill. I'm just, I'm just uh, not, I'm, I can't take him seriously, like, with this new look, the shaved head. 
the whole goofy uh, character that he plays on TV. Yeah, and that, I mean, I mean, I get it because he's the authority's uh, stooge, so there's gonna be some comedy involved. Yep. Um, but you know, it's just coming from a monster such as himself. Um, I have, I have an issue buying it. And then I got to, I got, I got to thinking about something uh, as it relates to Baron Corbin. We've not seen Kurt Angle in weeks because he was relieved of his duties, which is uh, how Constable Corbin was introduced. Now, what if this is leading up to Kurt Angle returning? If Angle beats Corbin, if uh, Corbin loses, he is taken out permanently as the Constable of Monday Night Raw. Well, that's the um, that's the reported matchup that they're gonna go with. Um, but I was thinking about that as a stipulation with uh, Survivor Series, and mm -hmm. um, I, I I actually reported on that. And um, oh, and it was when was that? I think I missed uh, that. I hadn't seen the site in a few days. We've been under construction here. Oh, very not not fine. Um. So it just goes to what you were saying. They're thinking about having um, that match with uh, Baron Corbin and Kurt Angle for control of the Raw brand. Oh, um, okay. at, at Survivor Series. Wow, I read I read minds. <laughs> uh, in in lieu of um, and that would be in lieu of the traditional five on five uh, tag match. I miss those ones. Those were so awesome. I grew up in such an awesome era where that was the annual tradition, five-on-five five, uh, teams at Survivor Series. Where it actually meant something. Yeah, right? And I think it was in 1992 where they started uh, changing the format and going with singles matches, which I didn't uh, like much. No. Mm -mm. So, in the opening match, uh, we had Dean Ambrose defeating Braun Strowman in 13 minutes by DQ because uh, Seth Rollins and uh, Roman Reigns interfered. Well, of course, because Roman Reigns was getting his ass kicked. You mean Dean Ambrose? I'm, I, I, mean, uh, I mean, I'm sorry, Dean Ambrose. Yeah. Um, my, my apologies. Um... And so, you know, it was very predictable that, um, you know, his shield brethren would come out here and help him out. But, right, um, yeah. Why I found most interesting was the conversations after the fact, because uh, Dean Ambrose didn't seem too happy about that. So, right, and that was the running theme of the night. What's going through Ambrose's head as uh, he confronted uh, both Rollins and Reigns individually in uh, separate segments backstage. With the first uh, confrontation uh, with Seth Rollins, saying how he could be Intercontinental Champion right now. Right, so, you know, this whole thing could turn interesting. Um, you know, personally, I don't know why they're going with the um, dissension in the ranks kind of storyline so early on mm -hmm. in, in the Shield return, but uh, what, what do we know? We're just podcast hosts. Right. Um, <laughs> But uh, for for what for what it is, um, I think I think it should be interesting to see how it turns out. And of course, in the second match, we had Roman Reigns uh, 
taking on Dov, defeating Dov Ziggler in 12, 12 minutes. Oh, God. And yeah. uh, I believe that was uh, where the second uh, segment uh, came in with Ambrose uh, confronting... Um, no, sorry, Reigns confronting Ambrose and Ambrose saying he could be Universal Champion right now. Well, uh, yeah, it's, it's amazing how quickly he can win titles back here. <laughs> I know, right? Um, but that, um, that being said, um, you know, I, th I think they're, like I said, they're really trying to play into the dissension in the ranks uh, mm -hmm. thing, so... Um, you know, I'm I'm gonna hold I'm gonna hold off judgment until we get a little bit more um development. Right. Um you know, and, and it'll it'll be interesting because um I don't I don't recall um, seeing anything for them uh coming up soon in terms of um pay per view opportunities, um previous to um Survivor Series. So they might um they might have an opportunity to really um, build this up and, and develop it, and I and I hope they do. Um, and I, because lately WWE has taken to the theory of letting it sell it, of letting it sell itself. Like you know, so if for instance, if it was you know the Shield versus um, you know Evolution, for instance, mm -hmm. they would they would just let that match. Itself based on based on the names involved and not really do a lead up, right? Um, Storyline. So, so I'm hoping that they don't do that, and um, you know they they really uh, uh, sell the storyline because it could be interesting, even though I disagree with it. And in the next match, we had Ronda Rousey defeating Ruby Riot. <laughs> Well, on the positive side for this match, the Bella Twins weren't involved. Right, and I noticed, uh, I noticed uh, Liv Morgan uh, changed her look. She's going uh, with the pink hair. <laughs> it, 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 it's so, it's so refreshing, isn't it? I um, I, I actually really, really like Liv Morgan. Yeah. So I'm glad, I'm glad that she, she came out okay. Yeah, it's um, good to see her on back on TV. Bobby, Bobby 
Bobby Roode falls into. I'm sorry, in, in my indignation on his behalf, I got tongue-tied. Um, no, it, it, it's, it's ridiculous. Oh, I just, I don't understand the logic here. How many weeks do we have to go through these this match between these two teams? Oh, God. Oh, Jesus. Yeah, your guess is as good as mine, but I, I really I couldn't guess. So then next we have the B team defeating the Revival. So another week and another loss for the Revival. No, well, you know, it goes back to what I said last week. You know, the Revival just hasn't really had a chance to build up my man. Um, but, I mean, they're just too good for, for this. Thing that they have gone on. Now, 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 I understand that the B team is former tag team champions, and not to take away from from them, they really did a good job with that. Um, but you know, I I couldn't take it seriously as a rain because it was obvious that they were doing it for you know for the purpose of of the comedy and you know right. with with her with their feud from. You know, Bray, Bray Wyatt and Matt Hardy, mm -hmm. um, which, you know, with, with Matt Hardy retiring, you know, that whole thing got tossed off the cliff, um, unceremoniously, um, so, you know, unfortunately along with that, I think that's what happened with their tag team reign, uh, and then, uh, so from my perspective, you know, maybe it was good for, the, for that team to get back on tag with my, um, I am just extremely partial to the revival and the old school style that they bring to the table. Um, so I, I wasn't thrilled with that. It's just like what um, you know. I don't see I don't see the time for this match. So maybe they, they don't have it, but it, it just seems to me that um, that. It's, they, the WWE has too many moving parts. It's like they have the. They have, they have the top, top of the roster, roster and then they, they have the bottom part. part right. And, and, and the rest of the mid parts are just left to float. Mm hmm. And, and you, you don't, you don't really know where they stand. You think uh, the rival would do better if they were moved to SmackDown? Or would they be um, in the same situation? Same situation. Absolutely, because. You have the New Day, and it was, and the oh, yeah, right. and they would just get followed. Right. So, you know. And then the... Oh, sorry? I said hopefully the luck changes with Jesus. Yeah. Hopefully the luck changes with Jesus. Yeah. Okay, in uh, match number six is one half of the tag team champions, Drew McIntyre, defeating Intercontinental Champion Seth Rollins. And I actually like that. Drew McIntyre is a monster. And they need to yes, you have a man crush on him. Yes, I do. <laughs> to, to be honest with you. Um, you know... I'm, I'm, I'm very into women, don't get it twisted. Oh, so am I, don't worry. But from a, 
from a wrestling perspective, it's just like, oh, he, is a, he is a joy to watch. Right. So, you know. Just like, there's just something about, to like, uh, watching watching this guy, like, destroy, like, opponents that are smaller than him. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. <laughs> And in the seventh match, we had Kevin Owens defeating Bobby Lashley. Oh, God help me. Can you take this one? Because honestly, I think I took a bathroom break during that match, and I'm being serious. <laughs> so I'm right about that. Now look! This is another feud that, that's getting tired. <laughs> The Absolutely. most entertaining part about this is uh, why is uh, Leo Rush on the mic? Uh, and, and isn't that unfortunate? You know, nothing against Leo Rush, but he just came in, and here they are taking away from two freaking monsters because they're trying to get this this you know tiny guy who I who I honestly think is smaller than I am, and that's saying something because you know. I think I, I think I'm like five eight one twenty. Okay. And, and this dude just looks like a like a sixth grader. I really I just want to know where they're going with this feud as well. If this is holding over until Sami Zayn returns. Well, well, I hope. But the thing the thing is, uh, you know, Sami Zayn's gonna be out for a really long time. Okay, yeah, actually, uh, what, what was that injury again that uh, he had? I know he's had with an injury. What was it again? Um, it's, um, um, it, I think it was his rotator cuff. Oh, okay. Um, it was some kind, it was some kind of... Um, either that or it was a shoulder. Right. But I, I know he, he had, like, multiple surgeries, and the one got messed up. Oh, okay. And so then we had the main event of Monday Night Raw, which was Bailey defeating Alicia Fox. And, you know, what, what the, the hell, hell is that doing as the main event? Right, I, yeah, I'm not sure what that was. I know they want to give, like, women a chance, but this uh, match... And, and justifiably so, so, but I mean, if you if you have... You want to have women in the main event. At least do like Ronda Rousey or or Charlotte or, or my girl Becky Lynch. They could have switched uh, the two matches around. They could have put Ronda in the main event and had Bailey and Alicia Fox in that spot. Yeah, and the, and the thing is, um, the, the thing with Alicia Fox for me is, um. And she goes back and forth between being entertaining and just being straight up, like, shut the hell up. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, and, and let's add a little levity to this podcast right here. Um, you know, slightly off topic. Mm-hmm. You know, what is with her hats? I, I, don't, I don't get it. And she loves hats. I just, you know... It's almost like it's almost like a, you know her her outfits come from like a a, a bad um you know early nineties Halloween movie. 
it's just holy shit. So, have you been following the, the Mix Match Challenge? Uh, yes, I have. Okay, so we have BNB, uh, Mahalisha, um, Team Little Big, and then we have um, the team of uh, Bobby Lashley and Mickey James, which have they given them an official name? Oh, God. Did they go with what I think they went with? Um, I, I didn't catch the name of it. They one um, of the one of the options thrown out to, to the WWE universe. It was the team name of Mickey Bobby. Oh my <laughs> god! <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> When I heard this, I was like, oh, oh no, what's going on? Well, um, well, no, it shouldn't have been, oh, no, it should have been, like, oh, Jesus, God, help me now. Now look! <laughs> For those of you that can't see. Elio is like gradually shrinking away from the screen. He's getting smaller as his, as his hand covers part of his face. Uh, well, if everyone can see me on Periscope right now. They have with my hand in front of my face trying to make sense of everything here. Um, well, you know, for me, there's no making sense of certain things. Right. It's, it's just, just like, like what, what in the world is going on? Yeah, I, I was saying to a, to a friend of mine, now granted this is aimed toward a different um, wrestling-related thing, mm -hmm. but I, I was I was saying to a WNS colleague of ours that, you know, WWE has a whole creative team of people, and, and this is what they come up with. Right. And, and, you know, the effort that they put into certain things, it, just, it seems lacking to me. Mm -hmm. Especially Mickey Bobby. Are you kidding me? This, is, this, I mean, this isn't Talladega Nights. You know, what, the, what the hell? So that, that's our rundown of uh, Rob, because I'm not sure... What was the... Uh, so, um, it, it, it's lacking. Yeah, you know, I, I, I feel like I feel like this week was kind of lacking. And speaking of of, of SmackDown, as we move into uh, as we as we move into that before we before we take a break, let me just let me just put this in there. Um, SmackDown this week had its uh, fourth lowest rating of all time. Oh my and God! And there's one segment that we really need to talk about. Yes, and so, <laughs> so we're gonna we're gonna jump into those two facets and give us give us a minute, and then we'll we'll, we'll jump back into part two of our show. We will be right back, ladies and gentlemen. Six weeks ago at SummerSlam, I finally stopped waiting and started taking. And since that night in Brooklyn, me, the champ, has been the best thing about SmackDown Live. 
In fact, I, I went to the trouble of, uh, I went to the trouble of designing a new poster for Super Showdown. Can the champ get a drum roll, please? See, this, this should be the poster for Super Showdown because it's not about Triple H and The Undertaker fighting it out for the last time. It's about Becky Lynch defending her title for the first time. Not surprising, the Queen has an objection. And Charlotte diving right in after Becky Lynch and the melee is on right before Super Showdown this Saturday. Oh, and tossing Lynch into the poster. It's obvious that a furious queen wants her thrown back. Oh, and locking in the figure four here along the apron. Oh my, oh my God. And now dangling down the apron. Flair might snap Becky Lynch's leg. I don't think Charlotte even cares. Oh, oh. Ladies and gentlemen, we're back, and uh, we are going to get into our SmackDown review. Ben, you want to take it from here? This episode of SmackDown uh, did not do well in the ratings, to say the least. Well, I'm looking at it right now. It's there, there was only three matches on the card. I didn't even realize that. Oh, my God. And, you know, for as good as SmackDown has been... Mm -hmm. Uh, this week was not in that category, ladies and gentlemen. Right. I assure you. So um, let's, uh, let's get into this, uh, first, uh, match. Yes, so we had Carmella and R-Truth versus Andrade, Cien, Almas, and Selena Vega. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm gonna steal a line from you, okay? Uh-oh. Three, three, two, one. Now look. <laughs> now look. I, I understand Carmella and R-Truth winning because, you know, they're in the next match challenge. Right. But I am, I am a gigantic fan, and I think I can say the same for you, with Andrade and Selena. Right. And I, like, I like Andrade Sand. I don't like uh, what they're doing with him right now, but... Well, and, and that's my point, but then now look, you're jumping ahead of me. Oops. The thing is, um, you know, I, I think they really got something with Andrade and Selena. Mm -hmm. And Carmella um, and our truth are just so random. Um, and I really, I really just don't get it. I don't, I don't, I don't get the whole Carmella face turn. I don't get her sudden fascination with our truth after, after he was stalking her. Right, basically stalking her, like wanting to pin her for the championship. <laughs> what? Well, for the for the WWE championship, it's, it's, it's just like what? 
Then Dragon Ty Dillinger into it. Yeah, it's just a really odd pairing. Uh, although they have yeah. the and they and they have the seven second dance breaks as well. Oh god. <laughs> uh, yeah. no, and, and what, do, and what is the, that move called when you, when you do it with the legs? Not, I'm not up on dance moves. I'm not much of a dancer being in a wheelchair. Uh, oh. I'm um, not even sure what. I can't, I can't even do, I can't even do a decent robot to tell you the truth. Um, you know, but, but ladies and gentlemen, there is, there is one benefit to being in a wheelchair, right? And, and here it is, breaking news. There is no chance of me embarrassing myself to the level that Carmel and our truth do with a seven-second dance break. Well, I mean, come on, people. Uh, I mean, the only thing that could be worse is if our truth bust out of us a cat daddy in this thing. What in the world is going on? I mean, sure, the um, truth TV was entertaining last week, but. Uh, not this week. <laughs> this week. So, on to the second match. Um. Yeah. Okay, and we were talking about this guy um, a few weeks ago. About where where is he right where is he now? Oh well uh, 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 um for me I actually like the result of the match. Right. No, I was asking. I was asking you, like, where was he? Because we hadn't seen him in a while. So apparently, we got our answer this past uh, absolutely. absolutely. Well, they must have been uh, reading our minds. Right. Because uh, I was, um, we were talking about Chad Gable, God, and um, I was telling you. And I hadn't seen Shelton Benjamin, and uh, you said you thought uh, he might have uh, just left the company. And I was I was asking you just like that, without anyone knowing. So he's disappeared, and suddenly he resurfaces. He's been on the shelf for a few weeks, or months. And uh, he even took to Twitter and demanded a match on uh, SmackDown this week. Well, um... Sorry. Sorry. Um, so uh, we uh, saw we uh, saw Sean Benjamin defeating Daniel Bryan. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> thanks for covering it for me. Um. Okay. So the actual um result made sense, you know. Um. Do you think they're going to pair those two together? Um, I don't know. I mean, you know, it, it, um, I, I think, I think the pet talk was a play on, on the feud that, uh, 
Daniel Ryan and um, the Miz are having, which mm-hmm. I, I'm praying to God will end soon. Please end soon. Please do it tomorrow. Um, I, I, I noticed, you know, you know, I've always been a fan of um, Shelton Benjamin, mm-hmm. so I'm glad to see that he um, got away in this because he... He has always been one of the most uh, criminally underrated performers. Like, you know, he was Dolph Ziggler before Dolph Ziggler was Dolph Ziggler, if you, get, if, if you catch my drift. Um, right. So I'll, I'll be interested to see if um, if this is the start of something for him. You know, and unfortunately, nowadays, you know, the way WWE uses the older veterans, um, it, it just it doesn't bode well for Shelton Benjamin. Um, but we can we can always hold hope. And then we have the final match of SmackDown Live from the Moda Center in Portland, Oregon, and it was Oscar defeating Peyton Royce. Well, and on the positive side, Asuka is back in the winning category yep. um, the last couple of weeks, which, thank God for her, because I tell you what, she was, in a, she was in an extra-dimensional pocket of existence for a while uh, post-WrestleMania. I wasn't, I wasn't getting that at all. Hmm. Um, but uh, she has reappeared and, uh, you know, got the win. Um, you know, nowadays, uh, Peyton Royce and Billy Kay are just annoying the crap out of me. I like them so much more in NXT. Like, I uh, I never really saw them in NXT, but I can always go back and watch some of their stuff. But I'm pretty sure they were a lot better in NXT than they are on the main roster. Well, that's, that seems to be the theme that goes along with WWE right now, because, you know... NXT and the main roster are like two different universes. Right. You know, if we're talking, it's just we're talking about, um, you know, extra dimensional pockets and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And I think I think that's a good uh, metaphor um, for the for the difference in uh, presentation and uh, and you know, just just how the the main shows go nowadays. Right. But, you know, having said that, now I know I mentioned earlier that um, this episode of um, SmackDown got the fourth lowest rating in, in history, um, which I, I felt was fitting for what the show was, because I really wasn't impressed. However, that being said, um, you know, I think maybe it was just a down week for SmackDown, uh, and I'll be interested to see them bounce back now. As for as for Raw, um, uh, going back real quick, you know, Raw has, I think a few weeks ago, I, re- I referred to it as the drizzling shits. Um, and um, and I, I, I really, you know, part of my part of my language with that, but um, you know, it, it's just it's true. Um, I I have no idea what they're doing with it, and you know, for being a flagship show of um, of WWE, that is just incredibly hard to watch. Yeah. And I think I think 
I think a lot of that has to do with the, with the three-hour format. So, uh, getting getting back to SmackDown, um, you know, I, I think I think that they're going to go with a, a three-hour format for SmackDown as well, um, starting in July when uh, when they move the product to uh, Fox. Okay. So, I mean, I would be very. Um, very nervous because I don't want SmackDown to follow the same tra trajectory as Raw. Right. Um, so that's kind of you know that's kind of on the back burner of my mind. Is is you know I know uh, I know July seems to be a, a ways away now, but you know how fast time goes, especially in the wrestling business. Yeah. Look, it it was it seems like just yesterday was a. Uh... It seems like just yesterday was uh, the start of 2018. Now we're already in October, nearing the end. Um, but yeah, and the, and the thing is, you know, this year I think has been the quickest year of my life. Um, but that that notwithstanding, uh, and you know, let's keep my age out of this. Even though I'm, even though I'm younger than you would think. I just, um, you know, it's, it's just amazing how fast time goes. Right. Super Showdown just doesn't feel like a big show to me. Now, I will be watching. Uh, later, later on at 5 o'clock, I'm going to show you. So, are you going to wake up at 5 a.m. then, are you? I'm uh, sorry? Are you going to wake up at 5 a.m. to watch it? No. Oh. I'm not, because I have a, I'll tell you why. If this is just a regular Saturday, I might do it for them because I'm, I'm that video fan okay. of wrestling in general. However, uh, 10 o'clock Saturday night, I am going to be ordering the UFC pay-per-view. Oh, awesome. UFC. Uh, with Connor's Return to the Octagon. Oh, cool. And see, what we, what we haven't gotten into on this, on this podcast because it's wrestling related. I am a, as the years have passed, I've become more and more of a fan of the UFC. Um, so because of that, um, I think that this fight is the one I'm looking forward to the most, at least uh, since you know John Jones doing Cormier. Right. Um, but don't get me started on that. But, uh, <laughs> But, um, you know, I'm going too far down the, U the U.S. road, that's, that's what's uh, preventing me from, from getting out at 5 a.m. Oh, okay. <laughs> so, there is one part of uh, SmackDown that we forgot to talk about that we wanted to get into, and I know my esteemed co-host is jumping up and down in his seat uh, waiting to talk about this segment with a Mr. Bootyworth. Of the new day and bar, and so I will, I will let, I will let you take this over, because I know you can't contain yourself anymore. Now look, <laughs> what is going on with with this week's episode of SmackDown? I mean that that, that that that's how bad this week's episode of SmackDown was. We actually forgot the one segment we really wanted to talk about, which just annoyed me to no end. I mean, 
the New Day was in a ring, and they were apparently gonna unveil or reveal the secret recipe to their famous pancakes. Oh, jeez. And they brought out their, I guess it's their chef or whatever, Mr. Bootyworth. <laughs> I can't believe in 2018 I'm saying Bootyworth. <laughs> so, they bring this guy out, and then they are cut off by the bar, who they will be facing at Super Showdown. And the bar interrupts them, and the new day tell them that this is a pilot episode that's going out to Guy Fury, which I highly doubt. And so they train themselves back and forth, and a brawl breaks out between both teams. Now, Ben, you were telling me off air about uh, the identity of Mr. Bootyworth. Yes, and, and believe it or not, this was Mick Foley's son, Dewey. That is so sad. Yes, who, um, who works uh, on, uh, in the WWE offices now. So, mm -hmm. uh, hence why he's able to be an extra. Um, now, this was insulting to the Foley name. Mm -hmm. And, you know, ladies, ladies and gentlemen, I, I, I noticed this because of the, of the Foley last name. But let's be honest here, okay? This was this was embarrassing and insulting to anyone that had to play this role. You know, and and quite quite frankly, it, the fact that anyone with the name Mr. Bootyworth came across my screen, I have a problem. You know, the, the, <laughs> the, you know, ladies and gentlemen. Let me, let me give you a little bit of personal history, like two sentences worth, before, before we jump into this, okay? I am, the, I am the only professional wrestling fan in my family. And as such, when my, when my family walks in and sees wrestling on my TV or computer, which is, which is very common, on, on certain occasions, I have to defend what they're seeing on my screen. Now, thank Christ that they did not walk in when Mr. Bootyworth was on my was on TV. Because quite frankly, quite frankly, I can't defend that. I, I don't know how I would defend that. So I'm glad I didn't have to figure that out. Um, you know, in the, in the past few years, um, WWE has had, um, more than a few head-scratching segments, I think, and I think some, some of them you will remember was the, um, Alexa Bliss, This Is Your Life. Yes. Um, you remember that one? And then you also remember Old New Day. Yes. Um, where they had a bunch of elderly gentlemen, well, whatever, it was, it was so physically painful. Um, th and this particular segment with Mr. Bootyworth is just, I think it tops the list. I, I, I think it's the worst segment that I've, that I have ever 
had the displeasure of watching. I think now, we I think we need to come up with a podcast where we have the the year end awards, just like the Slammies. We have our own year end awards because <laughs> this segment would be at the top of the list for the worst segment of the year. Oh, absolutely! I um, and and the th- the thing is, ladies and gentlemen, you know, yes, we we come across as as somewhat crotchety because we are we are old school fans, mm-hmm. and you know, we're hoping that that some of you are too, so you you, under, you understand where where we're coming from with this. Um, but I think we can all agree that this segment. So, and if you actually enjoyed it, I'm not going to make fun of you or call you out. If you are listening to this and you enjoyed that that segment, please, I beg of you, email us or leave us a message, uh, you know, below in in the comments on the, on this podcast, and, and tell me what you enjoyed and. I'd be willing to bet you any amount of money that I will ever make in my life, we will not get any any such comments because I just don't see it. But that being said, if there are, um, I will gladly bring it up on on uh, on next week's episode, and you will get a shout out from the P of the PNC Progression Wrestling Podcast. Well, we're not getting any comments on the uh, on the uh, Periscope feed, but I'm sure we'll get it once we upload this to the YouTube channel. Oh, absolutely. So, with that being said, uh, what do you say we get into this? Uh, and we'll be back shortly with our prediction, our lineup and predictions for WWE Super Showdown. So stay tuned, folks. Super Showdown takes place Saturday, October 6th from the Melbourne Cricket Grounds in Melbourne, Australia. And we have a total of 10 matches in the lineup. So the first one we have is SmackDown Women's Champion Becky Lynch defending against Charlotte Flair. Okay, can I go first with that, please? Go ahead. Um, I think I think you know where I'm gonna go with this. Yes. Um, but for, for the benefit of our um, listeners, uh, let me just make it official. Um, I think uh, Becky Lynch will retain over Charlotte Flair and, and if something that happens I will learn how to dance and I will go take we'll be waiting for that <laughs> we look forward to seeing that happen <laughs> I'm sure you are so what's your prediction I'm going with Becky Lynch as well I know I like you for some reason. Stone Cold Becky Lynch. Absolutely. I just just can't say anything. I just can't say it enough how much I like Becky Lynch and this whole new heel turn. Uh, It's it's just uh, happy, happy, joy, joy. 
And usually when I do it on this podcast, I'm being a smartass, but in this case, it, it's warranted. Um, a sincere, happy, happy, joy, joy for Becky Lynch. And in the second match, we have the Empress and the Glow versus the Iconics. Ah, oh, God. Now, look. Um, what? <laughs> what? Yes, and at the, at the hazard of, of overusing one of our uh, catchphrases, um, you know, I'm not a fan of that match, but if I, if I, ha- if I have to pick one, right. Which is incredible uh, podcast, as unfortunate I do. I'm gonna go with the Empress and the Glow. Well, right, yeah, I'm gonna go with them as well, even though I, um, the Iconics are the hometown favorites. Because they're, no, they're from that, Australia. That, but that's a good point. That's a really good point. I, I forgot about that. But. WWE has uh, made has made a habit of um, in the past uh, making the hometown a hero or whatever lose. Well, and, and once again, the, another point for you on the um, on the counter argument um, because um, that's very true. So I, but uh, yeah, another match that I'm really not looking forward to uh, seeing. But I will go with the Empress and the Glow as much as I hate that name. Yeah, but God, it's it, you know, it, it's so unoriginal. I, I feel like I feel like we would be prime candidates to write for the WWE Creative Humor uh, Twitter account. <laughs> Next, we have the WWE. SmackDown Tag Team Champions, The New Day, defending against The Bar. Uh, oh, God. Now, now, ladies and gentlemen, my answers are different based on two factors. One, what I think is going to happen, and two, what I want to happen. Those are different things. Now, because we are... Um, we're trying to be professional analysts here on on this podcast. I'm going to I'm going to say what I think is going to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, the, I think the new day will retain with the bar. Oh, yeah, what do you think? Yeah, I'm gonna go with the new day because they seem to uh, WWE seems to like uh, keeping the championship on the new day. For some reason, they've been uh, together for four years since 2014. They're still together in 2018, so... And the bars, since the bars moved to SmackDown, they've really gone down, actually. They were... On Raw, they did so much better, because they were the tag team champions for quite a while there, weren't they? Yes, and, and, you know, at at the risk of, of sounding cheesy, um, and cliche, um, the bar has been significantly lowered, uh, for Shannon and, and Cesaro, which, uh, which is, which is criminal, um, especially, especially in the case of Cesaro. You know, this, this is a guy who has been, uh, routinely overlooked, and I just, I just don't get it. Uh, but, you know, that... 
You know, one of these days, Elliot, I was thinking about this, we should do a podcast where we just, we pick out, you know, underutilized guys slash overutilized and just go on, on you know, two hour long monologue, monologues about, uh, about that. Because, you know, I've, I've seen people on other podcasts do that, and I, I just, I, I, I personally find it very entertaining, so... I think that that could be a theme of an upcoming episode, and I, I would be very, um, very interested to get your take on a number of topics in that regard. Um, you know, getting back to um, you know, the Super Showdown card, uh, as much as I hate to say it, you know, the New Day is going to take it. I mean, there, there's a reason why... Cesaro is on the main roster and Cassius Ono is still in NXT. Cesaro was always the better of, of the two. Well, it, well and yes, and, and you know, I, I, think, I think in the case of, of uh, Cassius Ono, not much more uh, as, as Chris Harrow on the independent team. I, I, I think in that case, there are certain competitors and, and this isn't a knock on them, it's, it's just fact. Um, well, fact in my opinion. Um, but there are certain performers out there that just don't fit the uh, WWE mold. And, and, and when you put them under the WWE umbrella, their talents get some kind of um, buried and overlooked. One, because of the way WWE does business, but also just because, just because of their focus on, on various stars. And if you don't, and, and if you don't fit their, um, you know, their vision, so to speak, then, then it doesn't work out. Now, you have, you have smaller companies, um, such as ROH and, um, Further on the independent team, where these guys, these guys would be main event stars, and quite frankly, in those arenas, they deserve to be main event stars. Um, so it's, it's very, on one hand, it's very sad to see a talent like Cesaro being being uh, misused the way that he does. Um, but being the long term, long term man that I am. And kind of, and kind of getting, um, getting to dabble my toe in the, in the professional area of, of the, the business of professional wrestling. Um, I, I understand it better now than I did, you know, back, back then. Okay, and on the next uh, match we have... Cruiserweight champion Cedric Alexander defending against Buddy Murphy of the Forgotten Sons. And uh, you were telling me off air about uh, about how you really like this uh, new team that's been formed. Yeah, and you know, um, and with um, Buddy Murphy now in the Forgotten Sons, <laughs> um, I think that that adds a very uh, interesting dimension to this match because um, if if Buddy was still just um, the Buddy Murphy of old, 
then I would say that this uh, cruiserweight match um, would have been very um, predictable for, for me. Um, now, obviously, uh, it's, it's a little bit different, and with the way that they are um, presenting the Forgotten Sons, which I think is, which I think, uh, you know, seeing them uh, live for the first time on uh, Wednesday night in NXT, I, I just found them to be cool as all hell. Um, so, with, with that in mind, I, I would hope that WWE would ride the momentum of that and, and give, the, give the title to Buddy Murphy. Yeah, I'm going to with Buddy Murphy on this one. I, I'm not. Uh, I want to see the championship on. I want to see the championship on someone else other than Cedric Alexander, because it's the same. It's, I feel like the same matches with over and over with him. Yeah, I I would agree. Next up, we have. The WWE Championship, and it will be in a no count out, no disqualification match with AJ Styles defending against Samoa Joe. Once once again, this is this is very different uh, based on what I want to happen and what I think is going to happen. Mm -hmm. Um, I think AJ Styles will take it. Um. That being said, I want Samoa Joe to, to take it so that, and I and I am a fan of both these guys to the nth degree. I, I I could I could watch these two gentlemen all day long. I mean, not, not only with their in-ring work, but the, the promos, uh, you know, just everything about them just makes me want to jump for joy. Um, you know, I think. Um, I think if Samoa Joe doesn't take it this time, then it'll be interesting to see where they go in terms of uh, developing a new rivalry. Not, not, that I'm, not that I'm saying that the rivalry would end at Super Showdown with Samoa Joe, because I'm, I'm hoping that's not the case. So if he, if he doesn't win um, tomorrow, I, I would hope that he would win at some point. That being said, um, uh, that being said, I, I do think that they have an opportunity uh, to do something really cool uh, tomorrow, and Samoa uh, Joe winning, winning the championship would, would uh, make my day, quite frankly. And, and there's nothing against AJ Styles. I just, I just really, I just really like the, the feud and, and, and the uh, chemistry between these two. And I think, I think him winning the title. Talking about Samoa Joe with me with um, add a fresh angle to which I would thoroughly enjoy. Uh, that being said, I as a fan, I don't have a problem with what I think is going to happen, and that would be um, AJ Styles winning clean this time over uh, Samoa Joe because, as you'll recall. Um, during the last pay-per-view matchup, there was a little bit of a controversy where um, AJ Styles tapped out before um, before pinning um, Samoa Joe for the three count. So yeah. I'm, I'm hoping that there's no more controversy and one of them wins clean. 
so uh, in terms of my official prediction, it's gonna be it's gonna be AJ Styles versus Nigel. Okay. Well, I'm going to go with AJ Styles, but I think uh, the real winners here would be the fans, because the, whenever these two get in the ring, it's always an awesome match. I just don't want to oh, see yeah. I just don't want to see another finish like uh, Hell, at Hell in Cell. Well, and, and neither do I. Uh, hence why I brought that up. Um, you know, I, 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 I like what you say about, about the fans being, being the winners, because you know, it's very seldom nowadays in, in pro wrestling where you, know, you get something that feels special um, and, and unique. And I think with with the tremendous talent of, of both these guys, and sometimes it's not all about talent, it's, it's about chemistry in the ring, and, and these two um, have it by the bucket load. So I'm, I'm very much looking forward to that match. In the next match, we have the six-woman tag match with the team of the Bella Twins and Ronda Rousey taking on the Riot Squad. Okay, and you know, um, let me take the take the interviewer role because I wanna I wanna talk last for this. Okay. If, if I don't talk last for this, I'm just gonna go off on a tangent. Okay. Um. So let me. Let's switch roles here. So, um, Elio, who do you think is going to take this match? Well, I want to see. I want to see the Riot Squad uh, go over, but I, I have a feeling that we're gonna see something happen with the Bell Twins and Ronda Rousey because the leading up to a matchup between Nikki Bell and Ronda Rousey at uh, the next pay per view. I think they're going to be setting something up for that. And, and I, I agree. Um, you know, and, you know, we, we've talked... I really hope that uh, all six of these women make it through the match without any injuries. Well, and I think that makes total effect. In the next match, we have the Shield taking on the team. Uh, take the Shield taking on the Dogs of War. I think I think the, I think the Shield has to take this one. I I, I really do. Uh, just in just in terms of the momentum that they have to build up now, now that they're back together. Um, you know, even though I find the Dogs of War to be a more interesting team, uh, logically, I think it's just the Shield has to take this one. Right, and I think, uh, like we were saying before, I think they might set something up with, like, Dean Ambrose and the, the other two. I don't know for sure. I'm just just what I think is going to happen that they're going to set something, some kind of plant, some kind of seed for the turn. Which, which, um, which I'm hoping that doesn't happen. Talking about the actual turn, um, I think that would be bad for business to steal a, um, to steal a line from the, the authority. Now, down, down the line, 
sort of how I that might work, but now the time doesn't feel right. And the next match, we have what I hope to be the end of an eight-year feud with Daniel Bryan taking on The Miz. <laughs> All right, uh, well, uh, first of all, uh, preach, brother, preach, because this is, uh, this is getting old. Um, you know, I, I enjoy both guys' work tremendously. I'm a fan of, I'm a fan of The Miz, uh, always, always have been, and I, I think, I think he needs to win more than, more than Daniel Bryan does. Yeah, I'm gonna go with the Miz. I just like I don't know. I want the Miz to win. I don't know who's gonna win, but all I want is for this feat to end. Yeah, you know, ladies and gentlemen, if you've and one of them has been this feud, so I'm, I'm hoping that either way it ends and we can move on to something new. Um, because I am I am not the most patient person, and um, and this uh, this particular feud has been has been testing my patience. So. The next match is one that really confuses me. I'm not even sure how this. Uh, came about, but we have the team of Bobby Lashley and John Cena taking on the team of Elias and Kevin Owens. Um, well, uh, and the, the, reason why, the reason why that came about is because, um, I don't know if you knew this or not, but uh, WWE recently had a, a live event in China. Oh, okay. And, and uh, you know, uh, Cena has been in China uh, filming a movie, so okay. that's why he was able to show up. Um, and uh, that's where this match comes from. Now, now I understand John Cena is John Cena, blah, blah, blah. Um, but it goes back to my point of, you know, not having the memes fill the match. And we have seen no build-up. Um, for this whatsoever, um, you know, I've seen more of Leo, Leo Rush than any other person in in relation to, to this. So, um, because of my immense respect for uh, John Cena as a performer, even even though even though I'm not a fan of John Cena, the the product, so to speak. The man behind the product, I'll, I'll be happy to, to see him come back. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, you know, John Zena um, has done uh, you know so much for for the business, and, and regardless of what you want to say um, about it about him, in, you know, in the ring, and I I would probably I would probably agree with ninety eight percent of. Uh, uh, John Cena detractors in that department. Um, now, in, in terms of the big wish and just the kind of guy that I think um, he is, based on what I've seen, I'm, I'm just I'm just excited to see him come back. Yeah, I'm gonna 
Yeah, it's always good to see someone you haven't seen in a while make a return. And usually they get that, that huge pop. Well, hey, you know, um, John Cena deserves it. Yeah. You know, he's a... Whatever you want to say, he's the first daughter of the Hall of And in the main event, for the last time ever, Triple H with Shawn Michaels in his corner, taking on the Undertaker, who will have Kane in his corner. Oh, Lord. Well, um, let me gather my thoughts first. Um, and just, um, I'm going to toss it to you. Um, I have, a, I have a feeling that this is going to be a multi-layered and entertaining answer, so, um... Well, I don't think it's going to be the last time ever because of the fact that... So, Shawn Michaels is returning. We've already seen him on Raw um, a couple of times leading up to this uh, match. And then we have Kane, who we haven't seen in months, returning. And I think that uh, this match, I want to say the Undertaker, but I'm thinking Triple H is gonna is gonna win this one, and uh, this is gonna lead to a tag team match between the four. Well, um, I will I will agree with you on one front. I think I think Triple H uh, will take it. Uh, I'm not sure if Kane will be. Will be back um, because he is um, he is the mayor of Knoxville, Tennessee, and I said um, um, WWE was able to book that book him because um, they donated um, one hundred thousand dollars to the city of uh, Knoxville. Wait, wait, I um, I think I think I um, I went a whole complete other direction. I. What I meant to say was, Shawn Michaels, since he... I went a whole complete other direction. I What I meant to say was, Shawn Michaels, since he was coming back, I think he's going to be taking on Undertaker at the next pay-per-view. Oh, well, um... Well, I'm not, I'm I not sure... I don't know. Be, I'm just uh, guessing. I'm not sure if it would be the next one, but I, I, I do... I, do, I would see that happening at, like, a WrestleMania, but I'm not... Yeah. I'm not sure if that would happen immediately. Um, now, I don't want to see another Undertaker or Shawn Michaels match, period. I'm sorry. No. I don't want to see, no, I don't no, want I don't to see, see either of them in the ring. Especially Shawn Michaels. <laughs> um, well, and for me, for me, both of them, I'm emphatically saying, please, God, no. no. Yeah. No, don't do it. So, for, 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 and, and, you know, I have, I have tremendous respect for those two gentlemen. Um, I, um, I recently saw an out-of-character interview with The Undertaker. Um, you know, and if that's what you type in on, on YouTube, you'll be able to find what I'm talking about. 
immediately. Um, and I was extremely impressed with um, his mind for the business and so on and so forth. Um, that being said, just out of respect for the legacy, just stop, please. Yep. Yeah. Um, I, I, because the last thing I want to see is a is a run a la Ric Flair in TNA. Oh, that, that was, was just that was terrible. Ric Flair retired in two thousand eight after his main uh, WrestleMania match against John Michaels, and then shows up in TNA. Uh, and, and, uh, and it's it was, and it's, uh, it's all over again. It's like the retirement never happened. And you know. Uh, of, of all the people that said that they were retired, I believe Shawn Michaels more than anybody. Um, so, from that perspective, I'm just like, Shawn, please, oh God, no, just, just stay home. There's nothing else to prove. Like, why? Right. Even, even Kevin Nash stayed outside of the ring of, or... I haven't heard anything about uh, Kevin Nash uh, getting back in the ring. Well, actually, um, he has. He, he recently, I forget what world titles he won, but he did, he did win and run oh. uh, not too long ago. And, you know, I'm, I'm not... Kevin Nash is an interesting topic for me because on one hand... I really respect his contributions to the business. I think I think he's a, he's an excellent mind. Um, in terms of and I think in terms of a character, um, he he was he was great. You know, NWO, um, all that stuff. Um, I think he's very. Um, I think he was always very limited in the ring. Um, he certainly wasn't a. Um, Certainly wasn't more of the um, one of the more agile big man. Um, definitely not. Um, that being said, um, Kevin Nash still looks like he could kick your ass. I mean, no, no. I mean, like, like I'm thirty, you're forty four. Yeah. And he he's fifty nine. Oh, yeah, I believe it. And, you know, he he looks like he could kick somebody's ass. Right. That was that was twenty five. I mean the dude the dude looks like a monster jacked up and you know what? If if he's still healthy enough to do it, then then more power to him. I I have no uh, problem with Kevin Nash. I've actually um, heard stories from one of my from one of my very good friends that has worked with him on uh, on a show or two. Um, that said, like, he was just, like, the coolest guy ever, so, um, I had, so, you know, there seems to be a return of the click, and a return of, um, you know, the NWO, which, uh, WWE is now promoting. Think we'll um, see them back so, on TV. You know, I, so, that could be something with Kevin Nash on TV, and then with Shawn Michaels coming back, and, I'd literally jump out of my seat if NWO showed up on my TV screen. I would too, and you know what? I don't. I don't know. Um, you know, uh, slightly off topic. You know, uh, for, for those of for those of you that don't know, uh, cerebral palsy, which is the uh, disability that we both have, uh, 
robs us of our some, somewhat of our motor functions, but I think that they would all uh, somehow miraculously um, appear uh, for that to happen. So I don't know how good your balance is. I know mine's not that great, um, but uh, <laughs> you would see something special happen if, if that occurred. So that's uh, the, our card and our uh, that's the lineup and our predictions for WWE Super Showdown Saturday, October sixth, from the Melbourne Cricket Ground in Melbourne, Australia. Start time is five a.m., which I will not be waking up to watch. <laughs> no, and, and, and more more than that, I, I won't either. I uh, like I said, I have the UFC uh, pay per view at ten o'clock, and you know. Um, from time to time, I can still I can still stay up late and pull all nighters and stuff, but they uh, they are much fewer and farther between than they used to be uh, when I was like twenty, twenty one, twenty two. Mm-hmm. And so you can uh, find us on Stitcher, iTunes. Um, Spotify, Breaker, Podcast, Rockcast. We're working on YouTube. So pretty much everywhere. And uh, we're going to start closing this thing down for the week. Um, ben, any last words? No, no, man. I think we caught it all. And, um, you know, hopefully um, this weekend will give us some good uh, topics for next week's podcast. And um, I'll... Uh, I'll talk to off here because I, I have a few ideas for uh, future topics. Yes, uh, we'll talk off air about those, some ideas for future podcasts. Because I was, uh, I was also thinking of uh, one myself that I was going to run by you as well. Very good. So we're, uh, we're all just staying right. And in the meantime, ladies and gentlemen, I'm, uh, I'm giving you a salute. Uh, and uh, we'll talk to you later. All right, that's our show for the week. We will talk to you all next Friday. Till then, take care all. Enjoy Super Showdown. And uh, we'll be back next week.